Welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Here is your host, Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof, a nationally recognized health educator, author of the award-winning book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, and creator of the Talk Puberty app. And welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof. As you know, for the fall episodes of the Puberty Prof Podcast, we've been focusing a lot on the mental, emotional, and social aspects that preteens and teens can experience. To help us today, I have Haley Weaver. She's an illustrator in which I was connected with her through a friend of mine in North Carolina. Haley does some workshops online regarding illustrating. And before I even continue saying anything more regarding her, I'm going to let her introduce herself. So good morning, Haley. Would you mind saying hi to our audience and tell us a little bit more about who you are? Hi. My name is Haley, and I am indeed an illustrator. I have been creating web comics online since January 2017, so going on four and a half years. Um, and my content focuses on a range of things, but a common theme is mental health and anxiety. Um, and so that's something I'm really passionate about. And the workshop that you noted was a class where we worked on drawing through our emotions. So I'm really passionate about using art as a tool to kind of figure out how we're feeling and how to work through those emotions. That is so fantastic. When I was a beginner health educator, I had a peer of mine who was going through some therapy and it seemed like her art therapist helped her the most in my eyes because she was able to draw about a whole bunch of experiences that she was trying to cope with. So can you tell us a little bit more about why you're so interested in mental health? Um, It's something that I've personally struggled with my whole life. Um, I've had anxiety since I was very little. I don't even remember a time where I didn't have it. Um, So I have battled that my whole life. Um, And I think while it's still not like some, I I think drawing has taught me that it's not something I can solve. Um, It's something that I just need to like kind of work through every day. And drawing has helped a lot with that. But yeah, my experience has just kind of followed me throughout my whole life. So I think that's why I I care a lot about it. And I know how it feels for other people too. Not exactly, but I can empathize. Would you tell us a little bit about what anxiety is in your eyes? Yeah. um, Anxiety for me has always been something where in my head, the what ifs kind of get loud. When I was little, my biggest fears were like my parents dying when I would be, when I'd have a babysitter or like our pets dying and um, just a lot of very intense fear about what could happen. And so I think for me, anxiety just feels like this cloud that sits over me and like kind of takes me out of the moment and forces me to think about like the worst possible outcome of something that like probably won't happen. So it's taken a lot of time to kind of figure out how to manage that and not listen to that voice and instead learn how to manage it. And so you started feeling this this way since you were a child. And can I ask your age now? Uh, I'm 28 as of two weeks ago. <laughs> Excellent. Happy belated birthday. <laughs> Thank you. You've created web comics. Would you tell us a little bit about that? 
Sure. I started an Instagram account in early 2017 where I started sharing a drawing a day. At first, they were colored pencil and paper because um, I was I've never been an am- like anything but an amateur artist. My last art class was in high school, um, and they were just little illustrations that talked about topics that were interesting to me at the time. Like I was in my early 20s, so it was a lot about having that first job and being a little bit miserable having roommates, dating, friendship, long distance friendship after college. Um, And so a lot of it was very relatable and just little people or figurines would, you know, represent those emotions in my illustrations. And in 2018, around, I think fall, I switched to a digital medium. I used the app Procreate on, which is a special app, I think for iPads, I think Apple products specifically. And so I kind of parlayed into digital art. And now my webcomics are a lot more colorful because of that and um, have taken more of a focus on mental health since that change and shift. What I love about this is I know so many college students and high school and middle school students that if they're listening to this, they're going to be like, I'm not alone because I also Mm -hmm. feel anxiety. And I would love for them to check out your website for sure the haleydrewthis.com. It's actually not the, it's haleydrewthis.com because I think if they can see some of your illustrations of how you've coped, like you said, with roommates and a first job that wasn't necessarily so positive, they're not alone. And you're proof that you're a younger person that has a diagnosis at a younger age, you are able to cope and you're able to have a happy and healthy life and succeed. Would you agree to that? Yeah, absolutely. What recommendations do you have for young people regarding coping with mental and emotional challenges? Um, I would say communication is one that has helped me. I can only really speak from my experience, especially since I'm not a mental health expert per se, but I know when I became more vulnerable about what I was feeling, A, having people I trusted to listen and B, finding a space to like let those feelings out both really helped me. So for the former was it was trusting in friends. I have a really good relationship with my both my parents. So like even talking to them about some of my fears um, or my brother. And then for the latter, it was definitely drawing and also journaling and you know taking time and space to actually work through those feelings rather than like shove them down. So that's what I'd recommend to and honestly and at someone of any age. Instead of trying to pretend your feelings don't exist, to actually yeah. figure out what the feelings are. And then how to cope with them. Yeah, acknowledge. And then, you know, I I always think it helps when you give them some sort of form. So whether that's giving them form through your voice or giving them form through illustration or writing, I think that makes them feel less scary because they're finally like not just abstract inside of you. They're outside of your body a little bit. Now, feel free to pass on any of these questions, Haley. Regarding when you started going through these pubescent changes, did you feel that your anxiety was increasing? Was it the same? Because sometimes, you know, with the release of hormones, I just wonder what your experience was, if it was more intense or not. I think it just switched a little bit more to social anxiety rather than just all encompassing, like, oh no, everyone's going to die anxiety, which I think was really spurred by going to a middle school that had, was pretty far from my elementary school. Um, and so there was a whole new social scene that I didn't really feel like I fit into. And so like, I think all of those very classic, you know, preteen emotions kind of came on where like, I didn't feel like I fit in. I didn't feel like I was good enough, whether it was my like 
physical self or my emotional self. Um, I always felt like I was behind. So I think those uh, feelings all manifested in a brand new kind of anxiety that I wasn't super eager to keep in my life. And was that when you were journaling and doing art? Like, how did you find those ways of coping? Yeah, I actually have always journaled. I loved getting journals from like the Scholastic Book Fair when I was in elementary school. And those journals, like they're like pretty goofy when I look back at them. They're not really like working through my emotions. But I do have some journals from middle school where um, I see parts where like something negative happened and I actually wrote about it. So that's cool because I don't know. I, I remember some of these moments, but some of them I don't remember too well. And it's it's interesting to see what happened and how I felt about it because I can't fully access 12-year-old me anymore. But yeah, I've been journaling forever. I don't think I've used drawing as a coping mechanism until like more recently, at least I guess where I recognize that's what I'm doing. I think I've always drawn, like even if it's just to kind of passively do something to, you know, have a nice moment. But um, I think in terms of working through feelings, that's that came later, maybe like around post-college time when I started my art Instagram. It's interesting you reminded me that when I teach, if I'm going to talk about something and students are taking notes, I don't allow computers. I ask them to take out an actual notebook with a pen or other writing utensil, and they write things that way. I, I know the research supports that there's better recall if you actually write things concretely. But in addition to that, I allow doodling because I want people to be able to like access different areas of the brain. So their creativity is working. And I know that if they're doodling, they're not necessarily not paying attention. Some people actually pay attention more when they're doodling. So do you think that that would help a lot of people if they're feeling anxiety in a classroom setting, if they were actually allowed to do that? Oh yeah. I mean, it's so funny you say that when I was in fifth grade, I, I was a huge doodler and my parents got pulled into a parent-teacher conference because my teacher was so concerned by how much I doodled in the margins of things. And it was like specifically in math class, which I really struggled in. And I think there's definitely a link there. But yeah, it made me really worried that I was doing something bad or that I was like a bad student because, you know, having your parents pulled into a parent-teacher conference for like just a little drawing, what, what felt like a little drawing felt like I was, I must be messing up. So I had a lot of fear around that. But actually in high school, I started doing it again. And it, it did really, it helped me like just feel a more connected at school and like have like always having something to do. Like if I feel, if I felt anxious about being by myself at a desk or something, or like in the cafeteria, I could just draw and like, it looked like I was doing something. So I think the facade, which is really a concern, I think in growing up, um, but also just having something to focus on and like keep my hands moving was really nice. Okay, good. I'm glad that you went back to that in high school. Yeah. So did you experience with your peers that for some people when they're younger or older, that when they're feeling this anxiety, they might choose to self-medicate? In other words, take a substance. What's your advice um, regarding that? Yeah, I don't know. I never struggled with that myself. So it, I don't, I'm not sure I could give great advice, but I would say that if you know, you're, you are struggling with something or feeling like you have to turn to something else to kind of make yourself feel better, I would just go back to the communicate with a person that you trust about it. I feel like that's always a good thing to do. And uh, maybe you feel in over your head about something. 
Yeah. And at schools, you definitely have uh, maybe a certain teacher that you feel connected with and that can start a conversation, although teachers are not counselors, but they can Mm -hmm. connect you with somebody like the guidance counselor or a social worker. And those folks might even connect you with somebody in the community. Certainly make sure that you talk with someone that you feel comfortable. Would you agree to that, Haley? Yeah, absolutely. What recommendations do you have for parents and other caregivers regarding coping with a child that's struggling with anxiety or something else? That's a great question. I would say being a really good listener, and I I think this also applies outside of a relationship where you're a parent, and I'm not a parent, so um, I know this is something that I use just in my life if someone is telling me something vulnerable about their mental health. But it's just being like really listening and asking what that person needs from you. So whether that's just a listening ear or advice, I think a lot of times, especially when we're in a role where we feel like we're supposed to be in charge or you know give lots of advice or teach someone, um, the first instinct is to give advice to that person. When sometimes I think they just want someone to listen and not be judged or feel like they. That they don't want anything else to happen beyond just like have someone hear what they're feeling and just validate that they've been heard. So I think that's really important. Yeah. So in other words, not telling a young person, oh, that's just a phase, you're going to grow out of it, or it's all in your head. Oh, yeah, definitely not that. (laughs) Yeah, I think the more empathetic and remembering like how, you know, even though we've been in middle school, we've been in high school, we've been in elementary school, we've had that experience ourselves, like we cannot fully put ourselves in teen and tweens today's shoes, like with media, with just like everything else that's different. Even like as someone who was in high school 10 years ago, it's so different with social media. So there's some stuff I just can't understand or fully relate to. And I think that plus the stuff that is probably really similar, like clicks and just feeling like and natural like the, the feelings of anxiety, stuff like that, um, which I think are universal. Everyone's experience is their own. And just remembering that like our experience doesn't inform someone else's experience, I think can be a really useful reminder. <laughs> Excellent. Do you have a specific time that you felt your drawing just saved you? I don't know if there was a specific moment. I know when I started doing more illustrations about mental health, specifically my relationship with anxiety. I think I saw a shift in like the way my audience and I kind of interacted. I think a lot of people reached out and were very a grateful for the the illustrations and be interested in more. And so I, I, I think what I really loved about sharing those illustrations is not maybe not entirely what it did for me, but also like connecting with a lot of people that we're feeling really similarly or could relate to that, those emotions. And I will also say that like one of my favorite ways to depict anxiety is in a little scribble who is like anthropomorphized. So he's like a little creature that follows me around in these illustrations. Um, and I think, like I said before, giving form to him, I, I just assume that he's male, um, <laughs> <laughs> giving form to him and like having this little creature that you know, is saying these things in speech bubbles, I think makes it less scary and almost acute in a way like, oh, it's just this little character in my life. And that's really, I think, helped me as well. That sounds so smart to do that. <laughs> that really does, Haley. Yeah, it's it's really fun to reimagine our our demons. 
I, it's, it's really helped me. <laughs> Good. Now, do you have any other thoughts or recommendations for listeners? And our listeners might be a parent, it might be an educator, it might be a child, a preteen or a teenager. I don't know. I mean, there's, there are so many places to find mental health resources now, whether it is on social media. I know so many illustration and like text accounts that are giving great advice or sharing graphics that I think help explain big topics in really digestible chunks. I see the same thing on TikTok. I've really enjoyed mental health content on TikTok where I think just normal people are talking about their feelings or their like, or maybe they're a mental health expert and they're sharing again, like these big topics in very, you know, relatable ways. And so I think just finding those spaces online where like, I think a lot of our teens, kids already are and helping like, them, I guess this is definitely more towards like parents and caretakers, but like finding those spaces together and talking about them, I think is a really, really cool part of our current time. And then I would also say like something that I've been thinking about a lot is just how much, because like this is the other side of social media, but just how much news and bad stuff we see every day. And like, is just part of our news cycle on a 24 hour basis, just taking space away from that, like reading a book, getting away. I think I have felt very overwhelmed by that, especially in the last year. And so just never being hard on yourself for maybe not being like fully informed on the world or like um, just taking a breath. <laughs> yeah, I think that's been a personal thing that I've felt like I really needed this year. I know sometimes I have to put my phone totally away so I don't want to see anything and I don't want to be connected to technology. And that's why I love what you're saying that you do, you know, with the illustration, although you use a computer program for that now, correct? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, and I also have to do a shout out here for those educators or family members that want to support the educators in the arts, you know, the art classes, the music classes, orchestra, band, all that, because that's another creative way of actually expressing some feelings. You might not have some control at times of how you can do your own thing. Like for singing a song, you might have to do something in your choral group, but on the side, you can sing out loud. That's a great coping strategy. So yeah, any absolutely. Anything else you want to share with our audience? Um, good luck. I mean, I think just a reminder that we're all human and doing our best. And whether you're 10 or 80, you know, life is hard, but also really a really a wonderful space in which we get to connect with others. And yeah, I think that's a lovely thing. Thank you. And Haley, if somebody wants to see some of your art, where can they go? Uh, I post most of my art on Instagram um, with the handle Haley Drew This. My name is H-A-L-E-Y. I know Haley is a popular name with many spellings. And then I also have a newsletter called Haley Wrote This. And I have a Patreon, um, which are all linked from my Instagram. But Instagram is the first and probably best place to access it all. Excellent. So thank you so much for being here today, Haley. And please continue. You continue being strong and being honest about who you are. I love talking with someone who has this creative outlet for sharing with others and supporting others' mental and emotional health. For our listeners, please remember that there's a reason why you're on this planet and to take care of yourself, like Haley said, there's resources that exist. One of my favorites is NAMI, the National Alliance for Mental Illness, and 
A-M-I.org. Check that out. Of any age, you can check that out. And thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a happy and healthy day. Thank you for listening to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow The Puberty Prof on Twitter or Instagram. The Puberty Prof, Lori Reichel, wants to hear from you. Go to pubertyprof.com or click on the link in this episode's description. There you can find more information, as well as ask questions to be answered by The Puberty Prof in a future episode. That's pubertyprof.com. Also, remember to check out the Talk Puberty app and the book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty. Until next time, this is the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics.